Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Living a Naturally Healthy Life with Delane MD podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Delane Vaughn. I am a board-certified family practitioner as well as a certified life and weight coach. I help type 2 diabetics reverse their type 2 diabetes and live a naturally healthy life. That's what I'm really passionate about. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been listening for a while, welcome back. So there is so much going on in America today. I It's so interesting how 2020 just seems to have like blown up with craziness, right? Between coronavirus, between all sorts of other things, but certainly not the least the race issues in America. And I just want to touch briefly on this because certainly I have been uh, woken to this. This is not typically what I talk about in the podcast. So if you're new to the podcast, please uh, bear with me. This is not what we always talk about. But I just want to say that this has certainly been a catalyst to me, um, that there needs to be a change in America. So for those out there who have fought for this and raised your voices, you are being heard and it makes a difference. And I want to say thank you. I intend to go from here and to do better. So I just wanted to to throw that out there for folks who are listening and dealing with the stresses and the anxieties of the social situation in America. You're being heard and you're not the only one. And together we can build America better than this. So that's what I had to say about that. Today, we are going to talk about some of the hormones. I've kind of been promising this podcast to my clients for a while. We're going to talk about some of the major hormones uh, that affect the things that we eat and why they affect us and what they do to us and why it's so important to get some of these hormones in check before we can start seeing really fabulous results in our health. So I want to first off say that I am by no means a hormone expert, that I do not know all there is to know about hormones that affect our eating, but the ones that I do know and the uh, way that we normalize them, I I know that they have a huge effect. The minimal knowledge that I have about these hormones will have a huge effect on the way that you eat and the way that you live a naturally healthy life. And so I kind of want to dig into that briefly. So there are three major hormones we're going to talk about today. I'm going to talk to you about leptin, about ghrelin, and also about insulin, which you have heard me talk quite a bit about insulin. In the past, I've talked quite a bit about insulin. But the leptin and the ghrelin effects, I think, are kind of new, and they're a little bit different than what I've talked about. So let's talk about leptin first. Leptin is a hormone that is produced by the fat cells in your body. So that's the adipose tissue. That's your fat, right? That's what's floating around. That's what most people in America want to lose some of, right? So it is produced by the fat cells in our body. And that leptin goes to our brain. It does a lot of different things, but primarily it goes to our brain. And it tells our brain that we have enough energy, 
there's no need to procure any more energy, to get any more energy, to go and hunt and gather for more energy because we've got plenty on our bodies. So leptin goes to our brain and it tells ourselves or tells our brain that, that we don't have to continue to eat. But it helps modify or regulate how we expend energy so that it's we can freely expend energy. So this is what leptin does. And there's a couple of different interesting things about leptin. First, you can develop a resistance in your brain to leptin, right? So if you have leptin always produced in your body and your brain's always exposed to it, similarly to the way we develop insulin resistance, we can develop resistance to leptin. So it's supposed to go to our brain and tell us we have plenty of energy. There's no need to make more energy or to get more energy, right? However, it doesn't get registered. So we continue to eat despite not really needing the energy, right? We never get that message that we don't need the energy. They've done a number of different studies where they're like, oh, if leptin tells us to stop eating, why don't we use this as a weight loss strategy, right? Why don't we give ourselves leptin and we'll decrease the desire to eat? And what they've realized is that that does not work because of this leptin resistance. So one, if you have tons of extra fat on your body, you are going to start to have this leptin resistance, right? You're going to start to produce tons of leptin from the fat tissue on your body, and then you have leptin in your system all the time, and you're going to have leptin resistance. So you can't rely on your brain's signals to tell you when to stop eating. That's the thing I want you to hear about this. But if leptin's supposed to be in my body telling me it's time to stop eating, awesome. Why isn't it working? It's not working because you have this resistance, which is why you can't rely on your brain always to tell you when it's time to stop eating or when you have enough energy or rely on your brain to tell you even when you're hungry, right? Like this is some of the stuff that my clients work on, right? Like, but I'm hungry. I just want to eat all the time. I never feel like I get full enough. Of course you don't. If you have all this leptin in your system, your body's resistant to it. You can't rely on your body to tell you an accurate story. Not only do we have these issues of our quote unquote primitive brain, that part of our brain that seeks out pleasure all the time. So we're always kind of wanting to eat to get dopamine released into our brain because we don't want to deal with the negative emotions we might be experiencing in life. That also happens. But in addition to that being something we have to learn to get on top of, we also have to have the recognition that our brains, once they've been altered, not that our brains are altered, but once our chemistry in our body is altered and not quite right, that we cannot always rely on the signals being picked up by our brain because we don't pick them up correctly, right? It's the same thing with insulin, right? Insulin has a biological role in our body that's meant to help us utilize energy that we've consumed. However, when we've exposed our bodies to insulin for so long, we can no longer do that correctly. And it's the same thing with uh, the leptin. When we've exposed our brain to inappropriate levels of leptin for so long, we can no longer expect our brain to respond to the leptin in the normal way that it should. And that's where we kind of get into trouble. So again, basics about leptin that you need to know. One, it's produced by our fat cells. It's supposed to go to our brain and make us feel full, like shut off the urge to eat. But when we have so much fat on our body for so long, we get overexposed to that leptin 
and then our brains do not respond. It becomes resistant to the leptin and it doesn't respond to it. So we no longer have that message going to our brain telling us we don't need to procure any more food. We don't need to hunt and gather any more food. We don't need to obtain more energy. We don't have that signal going to us. Of course, that makes it incredibly challenging for us to not overeat as human beings, right? So that's one of the hormones that we try to normalize in coaching. We try to get, you know, we start to burn off our fat. We stop expressing it, the leptin so much. We start to learn strategies to not rely on my brain being the only thing that tells me that I have enough energy on my body. We start to work on other ways of doing this. And then, of course, we can get some successful Weight loss, certainly normalization of your blood sugars, and we'll get into that here in a minute. And then we get results that last forever, right? That last a long time. We normalize those hormones. So then we do start to have the ability. We, our brains and our bodies do start to respond to the hormones that are in, in our system in a normal way, in a way that we can rely on. That's what we work on in coaching. So the second hormone I want to talk about today is ghrelin. Ghrelin is the what they call the hunger hormone. It's produced by cells in your stomach, and it goes to your brain and tells your brain that it's time to eat. So it tells your brain that it's, it's hungry time. It's time to procure food, right? It's time to hunt and gather. The great thing about this hormone is that we can train this hormone. This is why uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner is a thing, Because when we start having our bodies eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner, then ghrelin learns to be produced for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then it reinforces the habit of eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, right? So regardless of what you eat or don't eat, I experience this all the time. I might have a joy eat or I might have a larger meal than I usually have, which just means that I bring in more energy, right? I bring in more energy in a meal, But almost every day I eat around the lunch hour. Like I say the lunch hour, but it's really somewhere between 10 a.m. and noon. Sometimes it's even earlier than that. But I eat almost every day at the same time, despite what was brought in the day before. Like despite the amount of energy I brought in the day before, I'm always feeling hunger signals, right? I feel my stomach growling. There's a lot of like messaging to my brain saying, hey, it's time to eat. Isn't it time to eat? isn't this when we usually eat? It's time to eat. Isn't it time to eat? Right? There's all this messaging going to my brain always in that same time frame. And it's because there is a circadian, right? The circadian rhythm. There is a circadian release of ghrelin that has been trained into my body. So I will certainly have that experience of being hungry almost every day, regardless of the amount of energy I brought in the day before. So again, those days that I bring in more energy than I typically do, either there's a larger meal with the family or I have a joy eat where I've brought in a lot of energy, that I usually don't bring in, right, I still feel that hunger signal every day somewhere between 9 or 10 in the morning and noon. I get that hunger signal. And that's because this ghrelin is trained to be released and send my brain hunger signals, right? So the useful strategy or the useful information that comes from knowing about ghrelin is the realization that you can totally train your body on when you want to eat or how you're going to eat. Or if you have the knowledge that you brought in plenty of energy the day before, that even though your brain is getting these signals that you're hungry, right? You're like your body's releasing these signals that you're hungry. 
you can recognize, oh, that's just my ghrelin. Of course it's releasing right now. It releases every day at this time because I typically eat. I've trained it to release at that time. So, of course, this is happening. Nothing's an emergency. Nothing's gone wrong. Nobody's starving to death. I don't care how much my tummy's growling. It's not the end of the world. This is just that ghrelin being released. And that's really what it looks like, right? It looks like you get a lot of messaging to your brain that you're hungry. Great. And it looks like your stomach growling. You hear it. Fine. Nobody's dying. Nothing's an emergency. You still have the choice of whether you want to eat or whether you don't want to eat. There's always that choice there. Like if it's not time, if it's not convenient for you to eat, if you're doing something else, great news. You don't have to eat. It's just a signal going to your brain. Nobody's starving to death. So that's ghrelin. It's pretty straightforward and pretty simple. But I always do point that out to my clients because they'll come to me and they'll be like, no, my stomach was ghrelin. I was so hungry. It was horrible. Yeah, that's fine. Of course it was. That's the time you always eat. Of course that's when your ghrelin was released and your body was feeling these signals. That's totally normal. Um, It's also a great strategy to recognize that you can change that. So yeah, you might have to go through a couple weeks where you have some uncomfortable chatter in your brain driving you to eat, or you have to deal with some loud stomach growling driving you to eat, or you actually have this very uh, biochemical, biological, organic, carnal feeling of being hungry because of this ghrelin being released, but over time you can train it to be different if that's what serves your goals. So that's a strategy that I use with my clients. And then lastly, I want to talk about insulin. You know, insulin, insulin, the problem child, the problem child insulin. So insulin, certainly, its primary role in your body, it's released when we eat, its primary role in the body is to bring energy in the form of glucose from the extracellular space to the intracellular space so that the cells can use it inside of the cell as energy, right? That's the whole thing that insulin does. But insulin has a number of other effects, right? Primarily wanting to use the energy in muscle cells, but when the muscles don't need it, its secondary role is to make unlimited fat stores, right? Fat is energy. That's what it does. Fat just gets stored up so that we have energy on our bodies, right? Because remember, tens of thousands of years ago, food wasn't available on every street corner for us to consume. So the human being had to develop a way of storing energy to be used at other times. It was brilliant. It really was. It was brilliant. It was like an evolutionary feat. It was It was really like this great thing that our bodies did. Of course, now food's abundantly available. We really don't need to store food that much anymore. We don't need to store energy that much anymore. And so now, of course, we have so much food available. We're now not storing it on the shelf at the grocery store, right? We're storing it on our bodies because we overconsume it. And there's a number of different problems that come from that. So that's why insulin gets set up and always played as the problem child. But recognize that the use of it, the reason that it did this, the reason that this developed was really quite brilliant. So I want to talk a little bit about other things that insulin does. As discussed, insulin stimulates fat. It increases the synthesis of fat to store that energy. 
it also decreases lipolysis, right? Lipolysis is that process of breaking down fat. So it decreases that process, which makes sense. You're not going to be increasing fat storage and burning fat at the same time. That seems counterintuitive. The presence of insulin increases glycogen synthesis. So glycogen is the way that our muscles store energy. And of course, it increases that. Again, it makes sense. Insulin's a energy storage hormone. So interestingly, also, the presence of insulin decreases the process of autophagy. So I have a podcast I've done before on the process of autophagy and the role that it plays in kind of our um, neurologic health. So autophagy is the process where our cells break down old damaged parts to reuse them in making and synthesizing new parts for our cells or new cells. The process of autophagy allows our body to not have buildup of essentially waste products, right, or useless cells or useless parts of our cells, like the organelles, what we call the machinery of our cells. So the presence of insulin in your system all all the time kind of um, inhibits that housekeeping process of autophagy. Insulin also increases the secretion of hydrochloric acid into your stomach, so it increases the likelihood that you're going to develop some heartburn. That's another thing going on when insulin's in our system. There's also evidence that insulin goes to our brain and actually triggers more hunger signals. So remember, type 2 diabetes is insulin resistance. That means that the cells that would take up ins- or take up blood sugar in order to use it as energy become resistant to the insulin signal to tell them to take up the blood sugar, right? And when you're not taking up that blood sugar, you suddenly have all this blood sugar, this sugar in your extracellular. Remember, we talked about the intra and the extracellular space. We eat food, we digest it, the digestion process breaks down our food into its primary components because the primary part of the American diet is carbohydrate. The carbohydrate gets broken down into its primary component, which is glucose. That glucose gets absorbed into our bloodstream and it lives after absorption in that extracellular space. The cells cannot use it as energy while it's running around in the extracellular space. So insulin binds to the cells, opens the cells up so that the intracellular space then absorbs that glucose, and the glucose can be used by our cells and the cellular machinery as energy. So when the insulin doesn't do that step of bringing the glucose into the cell, suddenly we get too much glucose floating around the extracellular space outside of the cell, and that is what wreaks havoc on our body. That is what causes all the consequences of type 2 diabetes. So all of that science just then to say that we have all this glucose in our system when we're insulin resistant, but also we have all this insulin in our system when we're insulin resistant. And that insulin goes to our brain and drives hunger signals. It drives the signal to our bodies, telling our bodies it's time to eat, it's time to eat, you should eat more, you should eat more. Again, normalizing this hormone makes your job of living a naturally healthy life and feeding your human body food that human bodies should be eating, not foods that make us sick. If you can normalize that insulin signal to the brain, telling your brain that it's time to eat, suddenly it becomes easier for you not to eat all the time, right? This is part of the solution. That's what I help my clients see. And that's what I help them do. I help them normalize these hormones so that suddenly they're goal of living a naturally healthy life 
becomes easier, right? The action of eating things that serve your body becomes substantially easier if you're not having all of these hormones going to your brain, messing up the signals of whether you really should be eating or need to be eating or whether you don't. That makes it all so much more simple, clearer, and kind of gets it really down to the nitty gritty and the basics about whether I really need to eat. If you're not having ghrelin or if you recognize that ghrelin's being released to tell you that you're hungry, but you're not necessarily going to have to eat just because ghrelin's there, suddenly every time your stomach growls, you're not fearful and running to the fridge because, oh my God, my stomach's growling, I got to eat. If you are truly sensitive to the leptin signal going to your brain to tell yourself that you're full and that you have plenty of energy and you don't need any more, suddenly something's working in your favor to help you to stop eating, Right? If you don't have insulin in your system all day long telling your brain that it's time to eat, it's time to eat, we should go eat, there's food out there, let's go find it, let's eat, let's eat, let's eat, let's eat. If you're not fighting that chemical signal to your brain all the time, suddenly it's easy not to be eating all day long. So this is kind of, there's, there again, I am by no means an expert on these hormones, but this knowledge that I offer my clients tends to give them enough to arm them with with enough tools and knowledge to let them start to make better choices that serve their health and that greater goal of living a naturally healthy life. And I really want to offer this very, very rudimentary knowledge based on these three hormones for you also to kind of utilize this information to start achieving your goals, to start really working at um, reaching your health goals, living that naturally healthy life. Certainly, if you've been listening to my podcast and you know that these are things that you really, really want to implement in your life but are really struggling to implement them, this is where coaching helps you, right? That struggle is all something that you have control over. You have tools available to you. There's coaching available to you to help you through this so that you can stop the struggle, right? Like, My suspicion is most people who come to me, they've been struggling for at least years, if not decades, to live a healthier life. And because they've been too resistant to reaching out for that help, they've just prolonged that struggle. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to help stop that struggle, to help people reach and live that naturally healthy life, get off their medications, really achieve all the goals and dreams they've ever had. That's what I do. That's what I help people with. If that's something you're interested in, by all means, send me an email, delane at delanemd.com. I'm happy to help you in any way I can. Certainly, if you know, signing up for my year-long program to start that coaching process so that you can, at the end of the year, next summer, be starting out the summer living your naturally healthy life already and having achieved that goal, by all means, send me a message. I'm happy to help you on that way. Otherwise, I hope you find this information helpful and I hope you have a great week and I will be back next week with a new podcast. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also, leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the Work With Me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.